This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome, everybody. You're in the locker room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. I am so excited. It's the day before Christmas Eve and then the day before Christmas when our Savior was born. You got hope, you got life, you got redemption, all because of Jesus was born on this earth. Okay, so we're rocking it because, Max, I got to tell you something. I'm sitting there. I'm watching, you know, the news and stuff like that. And I come across this. We lost somebody very special in the world, a lady over in, in, in China. Now think about this. Yeah, Zooks, man. Here she was, this ethnic Uyghur senior citizen, El Mihan Saidi, if I got the name right. But she died last week, and reportedly... She was 135 years old. Uh, I'm sorry, what? What? 135 years old. Think about this. She was born June 25th, all right, 1886. Can you imagine what this woman, if her age, you know, they, they have some a little bit of discrepancies because it was in a village where their records aren't very good and so forth, but according to the official gerontology association of china and all that stuff but she's 135 years old is what they came up with and are you kidding me i mean i'm thinking about this 135 years old get zooks is that something well and just the other thing is is that if if she if you're off by a couple of years she was still born in the 19th century you know what i'm saying <laughs> good point the woman lived through three separate centuries. Is that incredible? I, mean, I can't. I can't even. I like. I can't even fathom that. Like my mind's blown right now just thinking about the possibility. This woman was born in the 1800s. At any point, 1886 or 1896, doesn't matter if you have a 10-year discrepancy. The woman still was born in the 19th century and lived to until the 21st into well into the 21st century. Max, think about this. She was born somewhere just after the conclusion of the Civil War here in America. Yes. I mean, that gives you a time frame that that puts a stamp on, whoa, that was a long time ago. We're talking about pre-airplanes. We're talking about cell phones, computers, everything else came to being while she— A car. A car, yeah. A car. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. You know, pre-industrial revolution. Yes. Does that that just blows my mind thinking what this woman must have seen as she went through life. You know, I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, really ancient Chinese secret Um, (laughs) (laughs) to live that long. That that, I mean, that's just. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I can't imagine the stories. Now, listen to this woman had. She was married at the age of 17. In 1903, okay, she adopted a girl and a boy with her husband. Think about it. Her passed away in 1976. I mean, you know, that was that's quite a long time ago, right? I mean, that's when I graduated yeah. high school. All right. Yeah, I, was, I, was to say, I was about to say that that that, that was that was 50 years ago. It, well, I was leaving the math to you. Years ago, you notice yeah, I was leaving the math to you. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, died in 1970. I mean, that was 51 <laughs> years ago. There you go. <laughs> now think about this. She had she lived to see six generations of her descendants. 
six generations, 43 grandchildren and great-grandchildren total. But six generations, wow. That's amazing. The, I mean, I mean, the fact that they stopped after great because they knew that they didn't want to have to start writing great, 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 great. How many times can you write great? Yeah, exactly. She has it, and that's why you have to say ancestors. Yeah, ancestors and generations. Let's just drop the great, go to Hall of Fame. All right, forget the forget the great. We got a Hall of Fame granny. I take that back. It wasn't ancestors. I'm sorry, descendants. She got six. Six generations of descendants, right? I, I can't even comprehend that. I mean, you know, yeah. you talk about a head scratching moment. That's like looking yeah. a long way. Ancestors are pre, descendants are after, so descendants. Oh my gosh. That's that just, just that blows my mind. It did. You know, I, I was looking at that and again Old like, as Methuselah. Oh, well, <laughs> think about that though. Biblic- biblically, nine hundred and sixty nine years. That's yeah, exactly that's incredible. Yeah. But think about this woman at 135. It just absolutely blows my mind that uh, anybody, you know, it, well, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think she lived in a rural region, you know, from what I understand of the reports. But, so you're saying no processed food. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, there's something there with that, <laughs> yeah, man, you know. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying, uh, probably a vegetarian-esque diet. <laughs> I would imagine that, you know, yeah. it was closer to that. Maybe a rural remote, yeah. Well, sporadically inter- intermixed with some beef and, you know, maybe some ducks or chicken whatever or something like that. Wild game came, came Right, came whatever wild game village. was available that you could run down. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. She's probably pretty spry. At, think about it. Mid Midlife was about 70, 75, almost, yeah, 70 yeah. years old. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about like 65 to 67 was like the middle age. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's just me- middle. That just, that just blows you away, man. It is so much so crazy. But what a day of rejoicing. This is a lot of fun. You know, we got there's just so there's just hope abounding everywhere. You know, the Steelers won their last game when people said it couldn't be done. Now you got the oh, next yeah. one that can't be done coming up. How how exciting is that, you know, for that challenge? You know, you think about that. Um, but here, oh, I got one more for you, all right, since we, we're talking, uh, you know, this, this lady lived to buck 35, right? But there's also another thing that picked up. Uh, I picked up this morning. Now, you got, you know, you, you in, in Phoenix, you got, what, would you have, like, tornado reports there? You got high wind, stuff like that? High, yeah, high wind advisories, um you know, yeah. we get we get we get we get wildfires and stuff like that. Okay, so, I mean, so you can have all these different advisories. You know, uh, yeah, I would imagine there's lightning stuff, and you know, over in Florida, let's say, you know, you got hurricane season and everything else because you're a Florida yeah. guy. So, oh, yeah. how about this? I never knew this, but you know, they they had in 2020 uh, when the temperature drops down in the 40s and 30s, they had a uh, apparently a falling iguana re- reports. You got to watch out because when it gets down the 30s and 40s, I guess the iguanas they blank out. You know they're cold-blooded reptiles, so yeah. they 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 fall from the trees. So as you're walking around, you got to be careful. You could be donked in the head with an iguana. I never thought about where, that. Where is this at again? Down, that was in Miami in 2020 last year. All right, during the COVID thing, they came up and when when it got down in the 20s and 30s in Miami, they. They published or, or went on the TV, and they had a falling iguana alert. 
<laughs> you know, you know. So, come on. So, I mean, you know, I'm I, I'm used to in my in my in my state our little inside like joke thing, right? For Floridians is um, you know, you always hear about Florida man. Oh yeah, the Florida, Florida man, man, Florida woman. You know, and it's always something like crazy off the wall. Like Flo- Florida man gets arrested for keeping alligator in bathtub. Like you know, so like just something just. <laughs> I I, I think that's wall. real though, probably right. No, it is real. No, I'm saying it is real. <laughs> but it's always like, but it's it's always in the national news on USA Today or something, and they and and it's like stories from around the state, and it always starts with. Florida man, and it's always the wildest. Uh, you know, I, I would say Florida man and Ohio man are usually two of the craziest one, things that happen, like with, with, with story wise. So, I mean, so falling iguanas just goes right into I feel like the Florida man lore of yeah, why not? It's Florida, of course. It's, it's either that or you know a python warning in the Everglades. Oh, that's know? true. I, mean, I now yeah, that, so. that 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 makes you that puts me a little on edge. You know, because if yeah. you've ever seen any of the Anaconda movies or any of those, you know, I don't like snakes, okay? I do not like snakes. I will tell you flat out, I don't like snakes. You know, I yeah. don't like to hold them. I don't like to, you know, be around them and stuff like that. Um, snakes just kind of bother me. Yeah, no, same here, same here. I mean, and listen, I live in a place that has a lot of deadly snakes, too. Oh, uh, really? So- <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You got the rattlesnake sitting in your driveway. The the rattlesnake was in the driveway. I mean, earlier this season during our early fledgling parts of of our show, our show forays. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Wolf, I'll be right back. I got I got to stop a rattlesnake in in the driveway. I got the dog out. (laughs) You know, you should have taken take the computer with you and go. I could do I I could do like a uh, uh, commentary. A a Max battling the rattlesnake. (laughs) Exactly. It's like Steve Irwin. That's all I need. Yeah, just have one of Steve Irwin's. Yeah. Oops. Crikey. <laughs> Crikey, mate. Oh, he caught is... me in the ankle. He caught me in the ankle. <laughs> you forgot your hockey shin guards to wear them. Yeah, exactly. You got to wear your yeah. cowboy boots, don't you know? Yeah, no. See, exactly. There, oh, you hit like Woody from Toy Story. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be but, so bad. Yeah, no, but but I'm with you. I, the snakes, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I need I I need the pythons and the anacondas and everything else that's in the Everglades not to kill off my gators. Uh, I need the oh. gators to actually beat the snakes. Okay, so <laughs> you like the gators? So, yeah. Oh yeah. They're pretty cool to watch. You know, as long as I they're not anywhere near you. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, listen. You don't mess with. Don't go in their environment. They don't. They won't. They won't bother you in yours. That's true. You know. Yeah, you now know the snakes would like, bother you. They would come out there and they'd they'd hassle well, you. Well, well, snake, yeah, snakes, and that's why I need the snakes to lose. That's why I need the snakes to lose. True. Uh, now, here's the thing: I was watching on Real Sports. They do have a python bowl that a they python do every bowl. year. It's a it's a it's a competition. Okay. Who could catch the most? Like they'll go out in the in the Everglades and they'll see who could catch the most pythons. Are you kidding me? Yeah, bare hand, can't use <sighs> devices. Okay, I I lose right now. <laughs> I lost. Well, yeah, me too. I'm not even in the running. I, I'm like, li- li- listen, no, I I I I'm shooting the snake. I hate to say that. I, I'm no, no, nope. Don't get close to me, snake. Now, I, I, you're slithering, and th- and then pythons they they attack. I mean, they 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 jump out at you. They do. No, 
No, no. Pow. <laughs> I'm walking out in the wild. I see a snake. Pow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. P. Hey, you can be mad at me. I'm like, but but no. Uh-uh. I don't mess with snakes. I, lo- I, I love animals and wildlife, except for when it comes to snakes. Right. I was in Africa on a safari. Oh. We hit a right turn uh, going on this trail. We were looking for lions. Right. And a black mamba. No way. snake in the world. That's like the deadliest, right? Yeah. I kid you not. We make the right turn, and it's like high high brush on on either side. This snake was huge. It it jumped up, went across the hood, and back into the other side of the bush of the car. Are you kidding me? That went over the hood? It jumped over the hood. Oh, God. That would give me nightmares. We're we're an open-haired Jeep. And I and 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 the guide like froze. Yeah, and he was like, he was like, oh my god, that was a black mamba. And I've probably never seen that before. Because no last thing you see is the black of its mouth, right? Biting you, crunch, and then then you're you're at the pearly gates. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That that that's it. That's it. There's there's nothing else left to talk about or anything. That's such a bad visual, dude. Oh. My gosh! Yeah. So no. So yeah. No. No. So. All right. Guess, one time. So I, I mess with snakes. One time, I I did hold a snake, a python. One time because it was in my playing days. I had my daughter Megan with me, who was like I don't know, eight years old, and we were at a thing, and they had these animals that you could get a picture with, and so she said, "Dad, let's get a picture taken with this python that was like twelve feet long, whatever thing it was huge, right?" And Oh, and I'm sitting there going, no. oh, you don't want that. And she turned to me. She looked right at me. She goes, Dad, are you scared? <laughs> you know, hey, I'm Dad. Yeah. All right, no, Dad's yeah. not afraid of anything, right? Put, she pulled your card. Oh, she did. <laughs> she pulled the bear. She pulled that man card right out and went at it. And let me tell you something. Yeah. I got a picture somewhere in my house with me with this python on the, my shoulders. She's holding the tail. I got the head in my right hand. The thing is back across my shoulders. And she's got she's holding the little six inches of the tail, right? And I'm standing there holding this. And you can see the look on my face. And the whole look says, take the picture. Take the picture. Get this me out of here. Take the picture. <laughs> It's that bad. I'm smiling on the outside, but I'm crying on the inside right I'm now. I'm screaming and shrieking on the inside. No doubt All about it. All this to get my man card laminated. <laughs> Your daughters will do that for you. You got oh two of them, gosh. buddy. You are just coming to that point in time in your life when they are going to pull that man card on you. Yes, they are. Oh, yes, my goodness. Are. I could already feel it. All right, brother. We're going to head to a break. We'll be back with more. Hey, we want your your calls in, 412-919-1316. We want to start talking about what you're thankful for, uh, blessings to you, your, your favorite Christmas thoughts and stuff like that, and is the ultimate Christmas gift this, this week going to be with the uh, Steelers going into Kansas City and getting a win? We'll be back with more with Wolf Starts and the Ninjas in the locker room. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Oh, you're back in the locker room, ESPN 970, Steelers Nation Radio, and numbers 412-919-1316. Yeah, we got a little news today, Max. They put Devin Bush, Zach Banner, 
and Marcus Allen on the COVID list. And the first thought was, well, they're tracking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no incredible bulk this weekend. Oh, uh, <laughs> now the only thing is with protocols such as they are, remember, it's down to one test rather than two, yep. 24 one hours apart. Um, and, point. you know, or you can have uh, that test and get your antibodies tested to see if it's a certain level, something about that. But that's uh, that's bigger than me. All right, whatever the testing protocol is. Um, yeah, we good chance we might be losing those three guys. Now, you hope that maybe, it, you know, something could happen and they could make it, but, uh, you know. Maybe it's a false positive. <laughs> yeah, something like, hey, it's Christmas. You got a wish list. You do whatever, whatever it takes. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I mean, you know that that that's one of the things where I'm just like, okay. Uh, I mean, it was bound to, right. bound to happen. I mean, everybody else had, but I, I just hope the number stays as low as it is. Yeah, yeah. That, I hope that, so. That that, that, that well, Montrevious Adams was the only dude that we had on the COVID list prior to this, you know, and he should yeah, be coming exactly. back. I would think. Yeah, so no, you you hope that 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 that's that's all it is, and that we don't get kind of what 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 Cleveland got right, you know, um, what L.A. was hit with, what uh, Washington was hit with. As long as long as we can keep it, I mean, the good thing is Ben already got it right, so right. at least our quarterback is uh, hopefully has the antibodies that keep him from contracting it anymore. Uh, so. <laughs> You know, I had it when I got the COVID. I was like, um, "That's true, yeah." You know, I, here's the thing: I wonder about Montrevious because you know you lose your sense of smell and your sense of taste, but that did not deter me because I ate my way through it. I think I gained two pounds while I was on the COVID relief there. You know, stuck in my own house there because you know me in a, in a full refrigerator alone, it's it's not a good thing. You know, I mean that's just, yeah. I was about to say, you know, quarantining yeah. right after Grocery Day is yeah, probably that's, the that, best possible scenario. No, it's not the best possible scenario because then, then you know, then you just but go through I, the you go through the groceries but, like crazy. <laughs> yeah, but it, but but imagine if you're isolated and you don't have groceries. Oh, that's oh, okay. You now that's that's a so, fate worse than snakes. All right. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So so it was the worst. It was the best case scenario. Because that means it kept you it kept you good under your quarantine. You were able to <laughs> sustain your quarantine there. Well, I know somebody. Had you not, it wouldn't have been. <laughs> <laughs> I know somebody that wants to jump in and, and tell us a little bit about what he knows about that. Let's welcome the sarcastic sword in from Parts Unknown. Sword, how you doing, brother? Hey, boys. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, your listeners, and your families. And... Uh, just a reminder to give and receive. A lot of us have to travel from here to there, so please do that carefully. There's nothing more tragic than car accidents this time of year, so oh, please yeah. be careful. Uh, God bless. Hey, uh, the the good news is I was able to get through, and I'm on hold. The bad news, as as Jacob will tell you, is I couldn't hear a thing of the show. Really. Maybe it's the other way. Maybe it's, yeah, you can't, when you're on hold, you cannot hear the show. So, well, maybe it's the other way around. The The bad news is I was on hold so long. The good news, I didn't hear any of the show. Uh, <laughs> might, be, might be the right way. Uh, that's the right that's way a nice little that. kneecapper there. That's a shot. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Hey, speaking of that, uh, you know, this week has been a little tough on the phones. You guys haven't been able to take a lot of calls, but I, I do have to say this. There's probably nowhere in the country where you got to hear two experienced offensive linemen 
talk their craft. And as an observer out here and listener, it was really, really interesting to hear you guys this week uh, with some of the inside information you gave us about what an offensive lineman is and how they play and all, all the intricacies of, of, of that craft. It, it really was interesting, guys. Wolf, you're very, you're very uh, uh, self-deprecating with your intelligence, but you, you wouldn't know that you weren't a very intelligent person. And listening to you talk about the the offensive line, you and you and Max both very very intelligent. Listening to that, there, there's nowhere you can hear that. So we, I enjoyed it anyways out here. I was lucky enough the last week to take my, uh, my, my grandson, the sarcastic penknife, to his first uh, <laughs> uh, Steeler game uh, with the Titans. And, uh, you know, uh, when Fryer Move went down, I said to him, watch number 81. And I think the next play actually was that nice yeah. 17-yard play with, with Gentry. And uh, uh, he looked at me like, wow, how did you know that? You know, so for a brief moment, he, he, he had some respect for his grandpa there. But uh, my question involves that, and maybe you've been talking about it. I, I don't know what you've been talking about for the last 30 minutes here, but why on earth the most, maybe the best play of the game yardage-wise, and yet you don't see it again, unlike teams like Kansas City, and Tampa Bay, where if Kelsey plays, we're going to see, you know, 10 targets probably over and over and over again. I, I don't understand. We have, if Fire Move can, can play, God willing, or with Gentry, we have two very athletic uh, tight ends that are capable of some big yardage plays, and yet I, we just don't, we just don't use them. And, and I, for the life of me, you know that you've said it before, whether it's a running play or a particular pass play. If it works, there's certain coaches that will say, just keep doing that until it doesn't. And instead, I don't know, offensive coordinators, their ego, it's like we can't use that again. We just used it. I have to go to, to one of my other thousands play. Why don't we continually just continue to use a play that works? Okay, so sword here, here, here we go. This, this, this is going to be the counseling session right now. Um, <laughs> so I need it, the, really. Yeah, believe yeah, me. yeah. No, so the frustration is, is that yeah, you, you know, when you when you script your top fifteen plays going into going into a game, you're usually scripting those so that you can get a diagnosis of the defense, and if it works, you usually want to implement a similar tactic moving forward. Um, like you said, when you have a gentry, when you have a fryer move, two very steady receivers, I always go back to when there's two receivers, I think of the Bill Belichick years with Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. I know people don't like to hear that name, but let's face it, the, the, the dude was an amazing football player when he was on the field. And when they had a two tight end offense, it was absolutely astonishing. Um, just how many different ways they deployed and got the ball to them and played essentially, you know, kind of what, what I would call they played middle-of-the-field football. And they, and they got their guys to different ways. And, he, and, he, and, I mean, even for Hernandez, right, he could, he could even stretch and go ISO on the outside. 
I, for the life of me, I don't know how people don't poach more of that when you get two tight ends together because the off, there's been a proven precedent, right? This isn't the first time that you could use right. two tight ends yeah. at the same time. It's not against the rules. Um, and like you said, especially on the, on the Gentry screen, you know, we've been talking about it for weeks, Sword, as you've listened, about how we can utilize the screen game to help us out, especially when it comes to tough sledding in the run game. And if you if you're not hitting the deep ball, like the the screens are work running back and, and and tight end screens within the box, give you some breakup uh, within the monotony of throwing mid and intermediate passes and having to run the ball. It's like the, it's like that bridge, and so it 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 is boggling to us because you're like, if it works, put it in there, you know, and just figure out a different way to get to it. And every time we've ran a tight end screen, it has it has worked. I, I'm trying to think of a, of a tight end screen that has not worked for us, but we run it so sparsely. I think that teams forget about it. Uh, but you look at, like you said, the good teams will use a tight end screen. We'll use running back screens. And we just I don't know if we don't rep it enough that guys don't feel well, confident in the screen game. But it is frustrating when you see it work and then you don't see it again. Let me just jump I've in heard, here. Hey, Stord, let me just say this. If I recall, Max, help me out. Uh, we had the screen to Gentry. That was a 17-yarder. Yeah. We had a screen to Chase. Remember when it doinked off his face mask? That was set and up with four shoot. guys. And yeah. that. And then I think, didn't we have a swing pass screen to Najee? And I'm not sure. Twice. Sh- okay. Twice. Two. Two, there were two. There were two middle screens. Okay. There were two All right. So, so that, that was that attempted, failed. right? I, I I got that yeah. right. It was attempted, uh-huh. but you can't let a pass doink off your face mask. I mean, no, you can't. That thing was set up with four lead blockers out in front. I mean, four fifths yeah, yeah. of the offensive line was out there. So go ahead, Sword. Sorry. Well, playing devil's advocate here, at times early in the game, I can understand. You, you've said this before, Max, where you've got your plan 15 plays. You're going to feel out the defense so you can see what works and what doesn't for later in the game. I don't care about later in the game. I care about the next play. And if I just used one of those 15 plays that got me 17 yards, hold the other uh, 14 plays for a minute – I'm going to do that play once again. Forget my strategy about down the road in, in, in the fourth quarter. We know what to use. I want to know what to use in this series to get a first down now. I don't care about uh, quarter number three and four. I, I'm concerned about this series and staying on the field. That's what gets me about offensive court. We got this plan. We have these plays. We built these plays, so we have to use them to justify me having them. That that is – I've seen Kansas City uh, three times, four times in a row go to Kelsey with the exact same play because Andy Reid's over there. Keep doing it. We're moving down the field. That's the purpose of our offense more than – Using a strategy for the whole game this way with 15 plays to start with, worry about this series and maybe we'll stay on the field long enough to get down there to score something instead of being sit on the sidelines to get to your other 13 plays in the next three series. It's right now that I'm concerned about, and that that that, that that's what drives me nuts, guys. 
Uh, I, lastly, I, I'm not going to go on here. There, there's other people <laughs> holding that aren't hearing me. Fortunately, they're not hearing me. <laughs> they're on hold. <laughs> but uh, uh, Merry Christmas to you all. And, and one last thing, the Steelers, God bless them. I know we have our problems, but having watched these guys forever, there's probably 40 years since the early 70s where this time of year when we're traveling around to our relatives and having some eggnog and talking with the guys, the Steelers are actually a part of that conversation. Yeah. There's half of the teams that are completely out of it that are talking about other things. We have the Steelers with us during this weekend anyways to enjoy holding a, a, an eggnog and toasting them for them being relevant and us being talking about them and enjoying the product that this that this management puts on the field. So God bless them all. And, uh, you know, a Savior is born. Uh, hallelujah. So hallelujah, God bless you brother. guys. Hey, thanks, Sword. Hey, Appreciate you, you so much. Much love from the locker room here to the whole Sword family. Uh, the sarcastic <laughs> pen Thank knife and everybody. <laughs> <laughs> sarcastic pen knife. That was I love that. All right, Thank brother. Take care. Thank you, guys. Okay, we got to go to break, folks. We'll be back with more from In the Locker Room. Wolf Starts in the Ninjas after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right, we're back. And before we hit the phones, Max, you said you want to say something. Yes, uh, and I will, quali- I-, I will qualify this by saying that Wallace brought this to my attention. attention. Uh, this day in Steeler history, Ooh. anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Today. Today, December 23rd, 1972, How was about that? the day that we actually had the good old Immaculate Reception. So happy anniversary, Franco. Yeah. And happy anniversary, the Immaculate Reception on this day. So I, I had to go ahead and share that. Thank you for sharing that because I, I, I whiffed on that one, bud. Well, that's no big surprise. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know, I, 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 that's, that's why I'm here. That's, that's why right. I'm here. You that's know, what teammates I, do. I, I, figured, I figured we talked about how much we loved history. I had, to, I had to do a historian thing for a minute. You did. And indeed, it was good. All right, so we got we got uh, the birthday of the Immaculate Reception. Good. Let's go to Florida because we got Maureen checking in. Maureen, you're in the. Hello, Miss Maureen. Hi. Hello. How are Hi. you? Good. It's your Florida fans, Maureen. You remember us, Brittany? I, I remember you, guys, and that. You know what I mean. Okay. Well, first of all, I just wanted to say I'm I'm excited about the Steelers. I think they're I think they're gonna keep winning. I'm excited. Very I'm excited good. For, I'm excited for Ben, and I wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas and tell you that you're the only show I listen to. Oh my! And I think you're awesome. And I want to say I I I don't want to bring up sad things. I know you're missing your friend. Yeah. And I have such happy memories of you together. And I want to say I want to raise our glasses. And our eggnog to Tunch and say, <laughs> Amen. you know, he's in our prayers, and uh, he's our angel in the he's our angel in the field. So I, I just wanted to tell you, I'm thinking about you because I. Well, I thank know, you so know, much, Miss Maureen. You know, um, it goes without saying, I miss Chilucha every day. 
but uh, I know you do. He's 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 far beyond. He's he is he wouldn't come back if he could. You know, he's with our Savior, and it's all good. But thank you for your humbling and kind words. We appreciate it so very much, and um, just grateful. And my two kids are coming to the last home game. All I'm right. They want to come to the game. So Brittany and Brett they're, and his wife, they're gonna they're gonna make the trip. They're gonna come. Uh, they're gonna cut, they're gonna go to the the last home game. That is so show. wonderful. Because I because yeah. I got to tell you something. You know, Max has come along, and and what a great year we've had. It's been you know wonderful. I, I it was so great because they picked Max out of I I never even knew, and it was so great. And uh, Tunch loved him as much as I loved him, and he's been such a great brother uh, all through the years. When he was a player, Tunch and I were always – it was so much fun to have him on and everything. And then for him to join the locker room, and I wish Chaluch could be part of it, and he is part of it, really, no doubt about it. But it's been a great year, has it not, Max? It, it's been a tremendous well, year. Uh, it's been a tough year, but <clears throat> it, it's been tremendous to spend this time with you, Wolf, and, and you know – uh, for me to try and do my best to make sure that I honor Tunch and the way that I come on the show, the way that I present the broadcast, because he le- he le- he left some legendary feet and shoes to feel. And uh, I do have big feet, but I- I'm not <laughs> sure if I'm quite there yet. I'm filling the void, but uh, you know, and, You're and doing my, my job greatness. is not to it's not it's it's not to replace, but it it, yeah. it, it is to provide. Uh, you know, filling uh, in the absence of such such a great uh, man and a former player and, of course, tremendous broadcaster. So, you know, I, I feel like I, I do him honor every you time do. that I get on these airwaves and uh, and just try and present my own uniqueness just like he brought his own uniqueness to uh, to his observations. Absolutely. Well, well, we're Gator fans, Max. I used to come to camp, <laughs> I know, one year for – we were in that little room next to the locker room. You come out, and I had like a gator bag, and you pointed to it and waved. And we're we're going to the um, <laughs> the bowl game tonight. We're big gator fans. My son. All right, Bradley. so you're gonna be at the Gasparilla Bowl. All right, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I I wanted to say too, we've been coming to training camp for over thirty years, and um, so we've been there Ben's whole career. I got. Wow. I, thought, I know Ben said a couple of years ago to me, he said, how many autographs do you have of me? And my daughter said, well, Brittany, you know, Brittany, she right. said, you've yeah. got a shrine of you, Ben. I wish you could see it. I have a whole room with, <laughs> with Ben. And our Christmas picture every year is with Ben, except this year because training camp, they wouldn't let you near the guy. So um, hopefully we'll have first it. Year I didn't get a- hopefully we're going back to St. Vincent. That's what we hope for. Yes, yeah. We saw goal. father Paul, um, we saw him. We saw him this summer, and he uh, he's really hoping. I'm sure you know him. The, oh yeah. The, oh yeah. Great, yeah, great he, brother. Yeah. Oh, he took us to lunch because my father-in-law graduated from St. Vincent's, and he passed away at 99 years old. And he, Father Paul, took us to lunch. Oh, how, that's honor. great. So, yeah. Father Paul's yeah, cool, so man. He's have, such a cool dude. Yeah, we love yeah. seeing you every year. I mean, you, you and. You would judge like a train the women's training camp. Brittany and I used to have a blast. <laughs> that you guys, was fun. You guys, yeah, you're the best, Wolf. Well, yeah, you're and very Max, kind. We love you guys and, and Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas. Here we go, Steelers. All right, thank we're you going. so much. <laughs> Appreciate Christmas. you, Maureen. Here, we, here yes. we go, Steelers and go Gators. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep moving on. We got Ozzy in Kansas. Ozzy, you're in the locker room. Hello, Ozzy. How you doing? 
Good morning, guys. Good morning. Doing good. How are you doing? Doing good. We're How doing you good. Guys? Hey, um, just wanted to call and say Merry Christmas Appreciate to you it. guys. And uh, definitely uh, appreciate you guys and uh, thankful for you guys because you guys give me lots of belly laughs while you guys talk. And uh, <laughs> definitely appreciate your guys' uh, perspective from the player's perspective of the game. Like uh, Sarcastic Sword was saying, I'm trying. I was trying to go back and forth between the radio so I could actually listen and get on at the same time. So I managed okay. that. So <laughs> got, my, got my own got my own ninjas. So uh, yeah, very but, good. Uh, um, I just wanted to tell y'all Merry Christmas and that uh, my son and myself will be at the game this weekend. Hopefully they do play on Sunday because it's not supposed to rain. It's supposed to be like 64 or something like that. All right. So Max is like, yeah. okay, so, that's cool yeah, with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring it on. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to ask uh, Max, when, what time will you be out on the field, Max? So I usually get on the field, was it, about an hour before because we do our end the trenches segment and the pregame show. So I'm usually down on the field about an hour to 45 minutes pre uh, before the game. Uh, is what is what okay. I'm usually stalking the sidelines, uh, and I know, okay. knowing knowing that knowing Arrowhead as well as I do, uh, it, it, it's crazy walking around there. So, so I, I will be I will be somewhere on the home sidelines, stalking between camera to camera because the cameras are at field level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything else, yeah, brother? Uh, yeah, um, we have lower level tickets, so I'll be down there at the sideline hollering at you. So I'd like to meet you. If that'd be okay. fine. Also, uh, to reiterate on uh, what people's been saying, I think you've uh, done very well uh, in filling in for for uh, Tunch yeah. as far as uh, the show and everything. Yeah. Definitely, he he would be very proud of you. Um, oh, so you. good word, but, uh, Ozzy. Good word. I appreciate that. You guys are awesome. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And go Steelers. Ozzy, make All sure right. if you want Max's attention, wave a hoagie from the stands. He'll find you. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, brother. Take care. I will I will take a brat though. I will take a brat as a consolation. <laughs> oh, now he's gonna he's gonna put up his own orders. There figured, you go. Don't, don't put it don't put it all the way out there. You know, a hoagie is a tough thing to wave, but a brat, you could wave a brat with aluminum foil, you're good. And you can you're smell good, a yeah. brat from across the field, my friend. Oh, those that, are delicious. That, is, that that is true. Yeah, especially especially out there. All right, let's go back to the phones. We gotta go back to Florida. We got circus George. George in Sarasota. Circus George, Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Hello, Circus George. Hey. There you are. There he is. Let me, uh, let me, uh, look at my phone. You okay? So, yeah, you guys are having some te- technical difficulties, right? Yeah, like you know how it is. Would have said. They moved us from yeah, one so- place to another, so we got some, uh, we got some, uh, I don't know, st- somebody's in the working in the phone lines there. Something's uh, going wrong. Well, did you guys get evicted for making noise or something or what? <laughs> I don't know, Max. You got any more quarters? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Tell me about it. You know, uh, I have the little display at the arcade. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Now we're dating ourselves. What's an arcade, mom? Yeah. What's an arcade, yeah, yeah, dad? <laughs> yeah. I'm glad my kids. Video are, games. They be looking at me like I'm yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, so um, I'm packed and I'm ready. We're flying to Pittsburgh at 4:45 today. All we're right. We're gonna be there for 
for the Christmas with our daughter and grandson. It's going to be good times. How just wonderful. Like the old days. How long are you in town yeah, for? We're ex- nine days. Beautiful. You should have told me I'd, I'd have brought a, a dolly with me. I'd help you move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always, I'm, I'm never averse to making money while I'm, you know, on vacation. I'm, I'm fine with it. Exactly. Anyways, um, down to brass tacks here, as they'd said in Blazing Saddles. Let's get down to brass tacks. What, what are your uh, concerns about going into the game with the chefs, great googly moogly, this coming Sunday? Oh, Other yeah. than COVID, which is kind of like the great equalizer right now. Right now, that's the interesting thing because there's stuff popping all over the place. But we'll have to see. But for me, Max, it's really about this. Uh, the Steelers have scored 81 points on the last five games in the fourth quarter. Uh, that's tremendous. But you know what? They've also given up 91 in the first half. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. got to be – that's my, my biggest worry. I mean, you, you go there to Arrowhead, and you know with the noise and the fans and the 142.2 decibel level – going on there, um, it is going to be uh, it's going to be a tough first half. You've got to ride that emotion, that wave, everything. You know, it's a joyful time of the year, and you got Pat Mahomes and the crew. So this is a potentially lethal first half coming up here, and that's what bothers me most. Do you guys uh, remember in the early Cowboy years when it was an annual trip to Kansas City to play a game? It was like, oh, well, yeah, we're playing Kansas City this week, right. They'll never come to Pittsburgh. I don't know if you guys remember that or not. That was after your days, Wolf, but you were probably already paying attention from the sidelines. But, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I look at I look at the concerns, I, I think the biggest thing is is that you know, for what you said, Wolf, eighty-one points in the fourth quarter, but this Kansas City Chiefs are leading the NFL in first possession scores. Um, when mm-hmm. they 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 come down the field, they score points, and so that that that's my concern is that we must be able to meet their pace early and not allow mm-hmm. the pace to consume us. You know, I was watching the Denver Broncos film last night and the Broncos had a good way of keeping things in perspective. Now, the thing that, that really blew that game out of the water was, of course, a 75-yard interception return. But that they do it. kept pace with them. They kept, whether it was, you know, keep hitting, hitting field goals, getting the ball down the field. But they were able to put the ball down the field in a position to score points, and they did. The only problem was they couldn't get into the end zone. So my goal is saying, okay, yes, it's good to get down there. We need to keep pace with some points on the board, but at some point you got to put the ball in the end zone to make sure that you're keeping right. that pace because they can be held in check. And if you pressure Mahomes, he will make some bad decisions. You know, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. The Leave the checks out of this. Leave the checks out of this. We had nothing to do with it. <laughs> there you go. Hey, hey, Circus George, we got to run because we got one more caller. And at the top of the hour, the we got here. Coach and we got uh, J- Tom and Jerry coming up. So That's right, Tom and Jerry show. All right, let's go to Ray <laughs> in the South Hills. Ray, you're in the locker room, brother. Got to be quick. Hello, Ray. Good you there, morning. brother? Good morning. Good morning. Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, brother. Happy uh, Immaculate Reception Day. 49 <laughs> years ago. I was, I was uh, seven. Wow. <laughs> it was oh, magical. Wow. There you yeah. go. Um, anyways, a couple things. First, uh, I thought it was pretty disconcerting we're losing Adrian Clem, another line coach again. Uh, it's a shame, but I don't know if the OC or some of the other changes are going to happen. What 
what's your thought about Clem? You know, I think he's an excellent offensive line coach. I think that uh, whatever transpired that is occurring now uh, that's causing him to move on, I, I would think it has to do with um, having a better, a, a greater role and responsibility in in an organization. He's going to Oregon, from what I understand. So, um, you know, that's that's the coaching business. My line coach, Ron Blackledge, uh, if I recall correctly, he moved, what was it, six times, seven times in, in 10 years? I mean, it's the way it goes. The coaching business is, is one that um, is, it can move. And so for wh- whatever his personal reasons are, they are his. And I, I think the world of Adrian Clem, I know this guy's a good offensive line coach. Yeah, that's no. why I was sad to lose him. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I, I love Clem, and you know, like, like you said, <clears throat> it depends on the opportunities. That that that's really what it comes down to. And if you get a run game coordinator type of title along with that, you know, you're trying to create more opportunities for yourself and build build your own personal resume. But yeah, it, it's definitely it's it's a it's a blow it's a blow to the team. Hey, Ray, we got to run. We're up against a hard break, brother. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate you. Okay, you're welcome. Bye. Uh, all right, brother. We'll be back after this.
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome, everybody. Second hour of In the Locker Room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. And we are so excited because at this time we have the coach, Tom Bradley, coming in. And, uh, you know, I, I what, what do you say, Coach? And, by the way, uh, you know, when when you got – oh, we okay, we lost him now. We're, we're going to bring him back on, but the coach, Tom Bradley, we want to bring on because one of the first things I got to ask him, uh, Max, you know this, is you got Pat Mahomes. And, Coach, welcome to the locker room. Uh, quit disappearing on us, okay? All right, you got, <laughs> you got a guy like Pat Mahomes in Arrowhead – on a on a great holiday weekend, right? Merry Christmas and everything. Um, there's going to be a lot of emotions, a lot of all kinds of stuff going on at Arrowhead. It's going to be really loud. What are you going to say to your defense before you go out in the field there? Wolf, can you hear me? Oh, gotcha. Can you hear me now? Oh, I can hear you. No, I was, you know, uh, you know. I tell you what's interesting. Um, I'm a, you know, the defense. That's going to be uh, fine because it's not going to be uh, too loud when you're you're on defense. Right. Your offense has about the crowd noise. You know that. But uh, you know, looking at all these guys out for the game, it's going to be interesting. But uh, you know, the guy they might miss the most is uh, Harrison Butker. You know what his nickname is, Wolf? No. What's that? Now that's the kicker, the kicker. right? The butt kick. <laughs> called the butt kicker. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Well, you know, <laughs> Max is shaking his head here. I just, I, I, I yeah, no. I, <laughs> let, 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 Tom, I, okay, all right. Oh, geez, that, that, I mean, that was so bad. I might actually have to steal that one. That, that's how bad it was. Uh, so, so, Max, it's, it's actually in his bio if you look him up. You know, I mean, he is a he's a heck of a kicker. You know, second in the NFL history in career field goals uh, percentage. Uh, you know, and he's right now, I think, in the NFL, the most 50 yarders. So, you know, he's a guy that, you know, uh, is a weapon. And not having him is, is maybe another is going to be a huge factor, I think, for the game. Wow, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I forgot that he was could be out. Yes. Because yeah. you don't pay attention to those kickers. Well, I know that you're an offensive guy. <laughs> and, 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 Max, you need to know, hey, Wolf, by the way, Joe's Kansas City Barbecue is closed, Wolf. So you're, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yes, no Z-Man sandwich for you. No. Oh, but maybe Jack Stacks will be open. They got the best burn ends going, man. That's, like, delicious. <laughs> well, you got to have a backup. Keith told me about Q39, Wolf. I'm just saying, Ooh. we, we got to go try Q39. Q39. Uh, Ooh, I like that. Yeah, if, the, if that one's there. Yeah, it's better hope it's open. <laughs> Indeed. Well, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll make it open, Tom. We will make it open. <laughs> Did you guys get my Christmas presents I sent you? No. Oh, they no. Should, I, they, should, they must have sent up the old address. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh we got okie doke there. Oh, yeah. Studio. There we go. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Okay. How long oh, were you waiting for that one? Problem. You were just waiting for the new studio, weren't you? Yeah. Messed <laughs> <laughs> up again. Oh. Tom, oh, when you, you I take. Like how we digress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Tom, when you take a look at Patrick Mahomes, you see this guy that, uh, I don't know, maybe threw a dozen interceptions his first two years total. 
Then he threw, uh, what, 11 through the first nine games? I mean, this guy is, uh, he's, you know, he was taking more chances and was a little looser with the ball. Is that something you commonly see with quarterbacks after a couple of years? They start to maybe play a little more, uh, I don't know, they, a little more freelancing than they normally would? Yeah, I think that's his personality. If you watch him over the history of his career, you know, having seen him in college and played against him then, you know, he's a, he's kind of like that. He, he gets in the – but, boy, when he's in a groove, he's he's tough. But, mm. you know, if, if Hill and Kelsey and, and Cal Long and Ang ain't going to play, well, I tell you, that's he's, he's losing some weapons there. He better be careful with that football on Sunday. No, I, absolutely. Um, you know, when you think about this offensive line, Coach, and by the way, I dub, I dubbed the top of this hour Tom and Jerry hour, uh, <laughs> in honor in honor of you guys. Just wanted to let you know that because you know, Tom Bradley and Jerry Dulac, uh, it, it is Tom and Jerry, and, and I'm not a fibber about that one. Um, He's getting a big chuckle out of that one, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. He's sitting right in now. Max are getting hang of things here. <laughs> there we go. See, exactly. You know, it just takes a little time for me to get warmed up, and then you, then you join the boys. Um, but when, when, when I look at, you know, kind of that offensive line and where they're at as a unit, you know, just what, what are your thoughts about their progression? Because, I mean, we're going through the same thing with the Steelers, right? We're trying to figure out the, a, a line that you're just now putting together. How can you – create um you know that 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 harmony to give Ben an opportunity and I'm looking at the Kansas City offensive line and is there things that you see from that offensive line and the way they 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 that presents that problem that maybe the Steelers could look at and say you know we might be able to do that as well yeah I, I think you're on to something there but the difference is you know Mahomes is such a creator of different things you know and he runs around he does all you know a lot of different things with the ball as you know a little different than, you know, Ben, you know, back in when Ben was younger, you know, you just shrug guys off as you remember and throw them around and stuff. Right. You know, he's getting older. Oh, do he, I he, remember. You know, he, 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 yeah, he saved you a lot of sacks, you know. <laughs> he, uh, oh, ow, ow. Oh, sa- saved, saved, I, saved or created. <laughs> I, I, I still have a fuzzy memory on that. <laughs> yes, I, yes. We, a lot of things in this show get fuzzy. But, um, <laughs> I, think that, I, I think, you know, that that's the difference is, you know, what Mahomes is doing. Um, you know, and, and a lot of times people are talking about the Steeler run game and stuff, but, you know, they, they get behind them. They, you know, they, maybe they, they can't run the ball and they've got to throw it to get back in the thing, you know. And, and uh, you know, for all the criticism and things they're getting, hey, they're right there. You know, you look at the schedule coming down the stretch. It's going to get interesting. It's like a three-game playoff with all these teams. You know, you got the, uh, you know, a couple eight and sixers, a couple seven, one seven and seven, and seven six and one. This this is going to get real interesting because right. a lot of these games are against each other, and I, I think it's, it should be a, a great finish. And uh, you know, I, I like the way the Steelers are going right now. I got to ask you, Tyreek Hill may or may not play. It depends on the protocols and whether he comes out of it. Uh, but this is a guy with already over 100 catches, 1,200 yards, a guy that uh, you're talking four too fast. How do you defend a guy like that? I mean, I, I can't even begin to conceptualize how fast that is. I couldn't I couldn't move that fast unless I fell off the, the, the Grand Canyon. You know what I mean? <laughs> fell off the edge of going down. Maybe you could clock me at a 4-2 at that point. But that's about the closest. Or yeah, he, he can go. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> he can – 
Oh, that was no. Wait, well, wait a second. When you're running to get food, you're pretty quick. I was really. That's but that's yeah. short area. That's short area quick. Short but, area, you know, it's, it's a huge five ten yarder, but it's good, good <laughs> stuff. You know, Tariq is different. He's a different guy. You know, than the one thing you know, you, he's going to get his catches. You just want to try to minimize him. You're not going to stop him. You just want to make sure he doesn't get up over top of you and get you on some on some big ones. You know, make him earn him, make him catch and tackle him, get ready and get live to play another uh, day. You know what I mean? Get another play. So I think that's the key thing. Uh, certainly they will not miss if he, the Steelers will be very happy if he's not there. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, thinking about if you don't have uh, Tyreek Hill, another guy is Brian Pringle, um, one of their other wide receivers. He's kind of been the <laughs> the guy when – when you see Tyreek Hill kind of get doubled or or they're bracketing him, Brian Pringle has been one of those guys that's been able to get get open and, and they utilize him a lot in the slot and the outside. I mean, what what are you seeing from him and what type of defense do you put out if you do have, you know, one one or two of those guys? If you do have a Kelsey, but you but you don't have a Tyreek Hill and then Brian Pringle becomes that guy in that role. I mean, how do you defend that really the high low that they the, the pressure that they put on you um, with their play because Kelsey's more of your stretch guy, um, you know, and a lot of things in the middle of the field. How do you defend that middle of the field if you do have a Kelsey there? Well, you know, the I think the guy, you know, I'm not sure how good Pringle is because I think he kind of lucks out because you know that what people have to concentrate on Hill and Kelsey, you know. So uh, what, what difference you get now? What are you going to do with 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 uh, Brian, if those guys aren't around now, he, he demands more attention. You know right. what I mean? So this is all yeah. going to depend who's available on game day and how you want to, you know, play those guys. But eventually, you know, you're going to come down to just playing some good sound fundamental football in the secondary, rely on your pass rush. You know, you got two pro bowlers up front, you know, well-deserved cam and TJ are you know, right. big time players. Right. And get pressure, and they're gonna, you know, the one thing they want to make sure of is, you know, that they got to keep Patrick where he is. You know, he's good with his legs. He's gonna move around a little bit, and don't let him extend the play. You know, make him make a quick decision and and get rid of it, but don't let him extend the play. And then, you know, you're scrambling to lock on to receivers and do those different things. So, I think it's gonna all depend on, you know, who's available and who who shows up on Sunday with the. with the COVID and everything. Exactly. You know, with Tyree Kill, one thing that intrigues me. Conceptually, you got a guy so fast, Tom. Do you do you, are you, are you do, would you go after him a little bit more? Try to redirect him, you know, press him at the line of scrimmage with somebody over the top, or would you just keep giving him a cushion? Or it's I, I suppose it's a combination of the two. It, it is going to be the combination. It isn't one thing. Uh, you know, it's like it's going to be a combination of different ways to play and you're going to roll up on them. You're going to give them, you know, different things down in distance. There's going to be a lot of thought process going into, you know, coach Butler and coach Tomlin and the defensive staff are going to be, you know, making sure. And a lot of it's going to have to do too with, you know, what the score in the game is. There's a lot of different variables that are going to go into this decision-making process of, you know, what you want to do and how you want to do it and when you want to do it, depending on what's going on in the game. Yeah, no, I, I mean you're absolutely right. Um, you know, thinking about Christmas time, thinking about what you're grateful, for, what what you're thankful for uh, from a Steelers perspective. If you have to say this Christmas wish and what you're thankful for, what would what would you say it is Steelers wise? Yeah. What am I thankful for for the Steelers? You know, you know, I'm thankful. That- 
you know, they're in it. They're sitting here and everybody's been saying like, you know, a lot of negative talk about different things, but you know, they're sitting right here. The the only thing that matters is, you know, I think sometimes like people talk about wins and things and I get mad, not mad, but upset that there are wins. A win's a win. You take it any way you can. And you're sitting here and the Steelers are sitting at, you know, seven, six and one. And Hey, every bit in this thing, the way the schedule is looking to get a shot at being the division champ, I know. And then get, once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen in the playoffs. And you guys have been there and you know that. So, you know, I think for me, it would be a thankful that we have an opportunity to get into the playoffs and, uh, you know, win the division. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I, I look at this is offense by the Chiefs and their running game is not all that big a deal. All right. They don't, Clyde Edward Hilaire is good back, no doubt about it. But, it's not like they're running the pants off the ball. Uh, I look at this offensive line, and I see an Orlando Brown. I like that matchup, Orlando Brown versus Alex Highsmith. I mean, Orlando Brown, he's huge. He's 6'8". He's 363 pounds before breakfast. Um, you know, you look at that guy, and you watch his pass set, and I'm telling you, I think Alex can whip him. I mean, he can get this guy in a bunch. His feet are not that great. And his work ethic, if you ask me, you know, his ability to play to the whistle is not that great. I think, Alex, you could get some pressure here. I think that, that TJ is going to be able to get pressure on these guys. Um, they've sacked uh, – Mahomes has been sacked, what, I don't know, 30 times or something? Yeah, 30, 32 times. Yeah, I something think, like yeah. that. So this, it's not like you can't get to Mahomes. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you say that because the Chiefs, you know, they're averaging 110 a game on the ground. But a lot of that ground attack of theirs is based on people are so worried about the the passing. You know, they get, uh, what are they, fourth in the league, I think, in total offense, like almost 400 yards a game. But so people are so worried about the throwing the ball around the park that, you know, you don't see a lot of, you know, the run box is is limited, you know. A lot of times there's only five guys sitting in there, which enables them to run the ball. Um, you know, that's a, that's an offensive line that's to me is a, is a pass setting offensive line. That's, you know, lucky to have a guy that can, you know, maneuver around like Mahomes does. Yeah, no, I mean, you're absolutely right. I'm you know, looking at, <clears throat> you know, not, not just, not just this, but you know, the Steelers prospects looking at the end of this schedule. Um, I mean, what, what, what is your, what, what, what is the feasibility in your mind, just looking at it from the outside, obviously we know things can change, obviously with COVID, but the feasibility about being able to pull out two victories out of these last three games. I mean, do you feel confident in that, looking at the opponents, you know, it being Cleveland and Baltimore after this Kansas City game, that we can find two victories in there in these last, in this last stretch? Yeah, absolutely, because there's a lot of different variables this year. And you, you said the word COVID changes a lot of things going on. There's going to be an injury thing and, and everything being equal. To me, this is the game this week. You win this one, I think you're going to get one of the next two and maybe both of them because you got the Browns at home and then you go to Baltimore, which and you guys have played in a bunch of those games. You know, that that's always coming down to the wire. So it's it's um, to me, it, I think the schedule sets up. It's I like the way it's going here. And once again, it's going to be, you know, at the end of the season, who's playing the best football. And, and if the Steelers control that, control the ball and do what they've been doing and, and able to get some things going, then I, then I like the finish. Me too. You know, here's the thing about it, Tom, and so many people, uh, the, 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 the thrill of going into an, a hostile stadium 
is is I, I can't even begin to describe it. I mean, it's a challenge that is unbelievable. And and I think if you can grasp that opportunity, it's just like in 05 when Max, you know, was off to the Super Bowl that year. If you can stack these four wins in a row, especially this one, it, it just would be huge. Yeah, you know, you're right. You, you go into a hospital stadium. I don't think there's anything better as a player when it gets quiet real quick. So you yes. Take the crowd out of it. You guys have been there. You know what it's like, and it's 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 a pretty good feeling um, when that does happen. Absolutely, Coach. I want to thank you for your time. Thanks for coming back, even after you, uh, you tried to lose the locker room there. I know you're messing with your phone. You go, oh, I can't hear you. That sort of thing. Appreciate you coming <laughs> in, brother. <laughs> Those Christmas presents are on the way. We'll be looking for them. Yeah. 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 We'll hold our you breath. Will. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll hold, our, hold breath. our breath. Merry Christmas <laughs> to you, way. brother. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks so much. We appreciate you. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, Coach. Um, we'll be right back after this. We got more coming up. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right, welcome back, everybody. You're in the Locker Room, ESPN Pittsburgh, Steelers Nation Radio. Well, we should have at this point in time, I think we've got, yes, we do. We have the cool breeze himself. You know, without that walk-up music, you never quite know. And, of course, we always had the cool breeze with some cool breeze music. But now we have the cool breeze with a little bit of hard rock behind it. Welcome, Jerry Dulac from the Post-Gazette. Do how are you doing, my friend? Wolf, I am fine. Merry Christmas, fellas. Um, and I hope all is well. All is well, indeed, my friend. Absolutely. So did you get all your shopping done? I believe my wife got all the shopping done. <laughs> <laughs> well answered, yes, no, my friend. Right. That, yes, sir. No, I, I, yes, I have. And uh, I think uh, I have some errands to run today. Uh-oh. Uh, I took the day. Yeah, I took the day off. But, uh, you know, just some uh, things I got to get done. So running around a bit, but I always have time for you boys, as you know. Well, greatly appreciate it so very much. And, some of the big news was Devin Bush, Zach Banner, and uh, Marcus Allen got added to the COVID list, Jerry. And it, it just makes me worried. Have, has there been any rumblings about the possibility of, of this game being delayed at all, you know, a day or two or so, anything like that? Well, you know, well, somewhat selfishly, I wouldn't mind if it if it was because um, then I wouldn't have to travel on Christmas. But I don't, I right. don't think so because – like even again today, yesterday, and again today, there are no new COVID uh, reports out of Kansas City. And so unless the Steelers had some wave that goes through the locker room, uh, at this point, uh, you know, two days before they would travel, uh, you know, in back-to-back days with no more COVID uh, positives, I think it's uh, right now it looks fairly, fairly secure that they will, you know, the game will stay in place. 
Okay, well that that's uh, that's good bad news, Jerry, uh, for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good news. Right, good, yeah, good news. The game is going on. Bad news yeah. is is that none of the barbecue places are going to be open on Christmas Day. When we get there. Uh, so that's exactly right. Jack Stacks is going to be Jack's clothes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jacks will be stacked up with locks on the doors. Uh, no, that's right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but you know you know Jerry, I mean. It's an intriguing game as far as the feelings that people have towards this game. You know, some feel inspired that this is an opportunity to go into Kansas City and possibly steal a victory. Others think just write this game off and let's let, let's get ready for division play and to win those games. I mean, you know, just kind of your feeling. Your, your give me your spidey sense. Uh, you know, a little tingle that you have as far as just how you. How are you feeling about this game? You know, obviously knowing what the Kansas City Chiefs are and knowing what our Steelers team is. I mean, what 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 is what is the percentage that you give us uh, to go into the and uh, and come out with with, with a W? Well, I, I like the way you phrased that. What the uh, you know what the Chiefs are and what the what the you know what they can be and what the Steelers are. Um, my spidey sense started tingling a little bit more, and the web started coming out a little faster when I heard that uh, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill were on the COVID list because now you're not only talking about their one-two combo, uh, you're talking about maybe the best one-two punch in the league offensively for a quarterback. Uh, over the top and the middle of the field and yards after the catch with both guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Kelsey just re- ridiculous. That touchdown the other day, and you know, we heard Mike Tomlin say he's not just, you know, a number one tight end. He's like, he's a Number one wide receiver. That's the right. goalie. You know, he he's up there in his class with those wide receivers. And so, if they're not going to play, man, that is a big, big deal. And so, um, uh, you know, obviously uh, that would benefit the Steelers. Um, yeah, I don't think Kansas. Well, they don't. Kansas City doesn't run the ball as well as uh, Minnesota, as well as Cleveland, as well as Baltimore, and certainly not Philadelphia. That Philadelphia team is very impressive uh, running the football. Um, so, uh, and, and the other thing too, Max, you know, this team has always been this way and we've seen it even this year, the better the team for the most part, for the most part, the better the team, the better they play and they rise to the level, if not exceed. And they've done that year after year after year. And just when you think they have no chance and look in the NFL, there's no such thing as no chance as Jacksonville proved against Buffalo beating them nine to six. And who would have ever, ever predicted that? Um, so you never, you you never know. Uh, you know what's worrisome is the amount of points they've given up the last three road games. We heard Mike Tomlin say the other day, none of that matters. And maybe it doesn't, but it's a little bit of a disturbing trend, especially when you're going in to play Kansas City, who scored 45 and 38. Um, you know the last two games, and he said, uh, Mike Tomlin said the other day, you know we're not going to, uh, you know, 19 points that we had the other day isn't going to be enough against the Chiefs. Well, you know that, that that's you know that's a fifty percent chance of that coming true because they haven't scored more than nineteen points in half their games this year. I think they're going to have to score nineteen in each half, maybe, <laughs> to beat the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good point, Jerry. I mean, no doubt about it. Look, I know that we didn't we haven't been hit as hard with the COVID stuff, but just the fact that Devin Bush, Zan, and Marcus Allen were added to the list. So, first of all, here goes well. There goes my unleash the Kraken. All right, Zach Banner's up, right? right? Then number two is just when we start to see a spark from Devin Bush, 
Now he may be sitting out. And, of course, Marcus Allen was playing the dime linebacker when last. So those are three They're good, uh, seriously moderate hits or hard hits, depending on how you look at it, uh, for the Steelers. Yeah, there's no question. You know, it's not Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, obviously. Right. Uh, but it's, it's, you know, the middle of your defense is affected. Okay, Marcus Allen certainly, you know, hasn't had a big impact on the team, but he is a guy. He's part of their depth. And and so now, you know, they're already thin at that position. Um, and so that just erodes it a little bit more. So, and, you know, the middle of the field is not where you, what you want to weaken, uh, you know, if, if, if Travis Kelsey is playing. Yeah, no, no, you de- you definitely don't um, when you're thinking about that. Um, just you know, have we heard any updates on uh, on Pat Fryermuth or uh, you know his progression as far as through the protocols? Um, he was unavailable because I think you know when we look at this we need all hands on deck when it comes to the tight end position because I think this could be a game where you say the tight end gets highlighted um, in this matchup. Uh, have you heard anything about that yet? No, I haven't, uh, Max. The only thing I will say is that uh, Zach Gentry said the other day, and um, uh, I think Ben alluded to this as well, that um, he's doing fine. Now, that that doesn't necessarily mean where he is in the protocol, but it gives you at least an indication that he's not having problems. And so uh, that's a good sign. I think the more uh, big picture, the more disturbing sign is that's now two concussions in the last, what, three or four games for Pat Fryermuth, and I think big picture, that's what's just a little bit more troubling, uh, you know, and or disturbing. Well, that's no doubt about it. I mean, for anybody, that would be, um, you know, right, something right. that would concern you, certainly. And, you know, it also it, it does hit the Steelers right at the tight end level. You're talking about Zach Gentry. You're talking about Kevin Rader if his, his hip is okay. There's a, a young man on the practice squad, I know, that – is available and I can't think of him right now, but uh, Spencer, I think, was his last name. Or, uh, but yeah. Uh, regardless, you're, you're you're really talking about Zach Gentry stepping up. And one thing I, I would be interested, I have th- I've thought for a long time, six twelve to be a very competent uh, tight end, and not only just competent, a, a guy that you know could actually be on the cusp of becoming a, a weapon for the Steelers, and I think. He showed it with the tight end screen that he's run last week, and his ability to block is certainly something that is uh, easily observed when you watch uh, the game films. The guy does a great job, and uh, this could be an opportunity for him to really step out and show what he can do. Yeah, well, that's a good point, and I'm I'm with you on on Zach Gentry. You know, uh, it started in training camp when you could tell he was just noticeably bigger more like an NFL tight end yes. as opposed to a converted quarterback. But because he's a converted quarterback, he has the athleticism. And so, um, uh, you know, getting an opportunity, and we're seeing a little bit more. Obviously, he's playing more because of Eric Ebron, and, you know, he's just disappeared, you know, because of injury. He's just disappeared from, uh, you know, from this uh, roster. And, you know, when you look at the guys they're paying a lot of money to, Stephon to it, Eric, even Derek Watt. They're either persona non grata or, well, in Derek Watt's case, almost basically with the offense, they just don't use him. He's the second highest paid fullback in the league. So they have a lot of money invested in guys, um, you know, that um, unfortunately for a number of reasons, uh, they're, they're getting, uh, you know, they're getting little, if any, production at all from. You know, that's one of the guys that I overlook a lot. 
talking about the fact that he can play that inline tight end if you had to. He could right. be, of course, That's he's right. the H back and the fullback. I'm hoping that Kevin Rader is another guy get that hip. I, I it sounds like he. I think he was at practice yesterday. I think he was a full practice yeah. guy because he could be. He's he he is really a, a good blocker. You know, now I don't know where his skill set is now, uh, but from the preseason, just watching him, you know, this guy can block. He was able to mow some guys yeah. down, take him off the line of scrimmage, capture the edge setter, as it were. So I'm hoping that his skill set increased rather than decreased with his lack of playing time this year. You know, if we saw that at the end of last year, if you remember when he was active, uh, you could see then that, uh, you know, he was a quality blocker and it wasn't a stretch to say he was their best blocking tight end, which of course right. might be damning him with faint praise, but nonetheless, you can see that, you know, he is a good blocker. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to sit here and pronounce him a, a pass catcher, but in terms of blocking, yeah, he, he's the best one they have on the roster. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, that that's that's kind of kind of one of the things where you talk about you trying to make progressions. I mean, when you look at, you know, the offensive line and of course Melvin Ingram, right? He's kind mm. of the he's kind of, he's kind of the uh the, the uh, elephant in the room, you know, that we're addressing. He got traded to Kansas City um because of his unhappiness with playtime. Um where do you think his motivation lies coming into this game, <laughs> King Mel? Yeah. What, 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 do, what do you see? What, what do you see this yeah. this meaning to him? And of course, covering a lot of different former Steelers over the years, kind of, kind of, you know, coming to rear its ugly head against us. Do you think this is something because of his prior experience with the Steelers being in training camp? This is something that can be a possible setback for the for the Steelers team uh, going up against him. Yeah. I yeah, I think his spidey sense is definitely tingling. Max, uh, <laughs> and and you know, it, um, it, it was it wasn't just his playing time. What was fueling the lack of playing time was because of the lack of playing time. He realized or understood that his role was misrepresented to him when he signed, and that is what bothered him. And that's why he wanted out because he claimed. Uh, you know, quietly that he was basically lied to about what his role was going to be. And let's face it, he probably, you know, that probably that feeling was probably exacerbated because uh, what was it week two or week three, I think week three, the Bengals maybe when, uh, you know, both TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith were out with injuries and, you know, he, he start and play basically most of the snaps. And so then he starts thinking, okay, this is my role here. Well, it really wasn't. So, um, you know, that that's what upset him, and that's why uh, he wanted traded. And, and look, I didn't uh, obviously, I thought it was a good move to sign Melvin Ingram. I thought when they traded him, it, it, it weakened the, the team. Uh, the reality is, uh, other than the Buffalo game, he really, I mean, you know, the guy played 230 snaps here, and his numbers were, well, he had one sack and very few quarterback pressures or right. hits. And in Kansas City, he's played 250-some snaps, and he has one sack and, uh, you know, three or five quarterback hits. So, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and diminish whatever it is he does for them, but it's not exactly like he's been an addition to the Chiefs defense and been a disruptive player like he was, um, you know, with the Steelers. Uh, and, and the reality, and, I, and I, don't, I don't really think this is the case, but if you want to look at it statistically, Derek Tuska and Taco Charlton have made – 
more big plays than than um, you know with the tip pass and then the strips uh, the strip sack on the fumble made more big plays than Melvin Ingram did during his six days six. You know what, Jerry? I think you're right. And just wrapping it up, it's what Mike Tomlin said. You want volunteers, not hostages, because that can yeah, be disruptive. Right. Right. So. Thank you, my that's friend. Exactly right. I hope you get all your all chores right, done. I hope you have a Merry Christmas, and we thank you, as always, for coming in the locker room, my friend. You got it. Merry Christmas, fellas. I'll see you uh, Sunday at the ball yard, God willing. All right. Thank you yes. so much. And, of course, that's Jerry Dulac from the Post-Gazette, and we will be back with more and wrapping up the show here today. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back, everybody. And, of course, we are counting down. This is our last segment here. And then, of course, Max and I will be back on Monday. But tomorrow it's going to be Christmas Eve. And uh, that's going to be fun. Family stuff coming up. Saturday and all that good stuff going on with, uh, you know, the eggnogs and the food and everything else. Max is going to be great. Well, yeah, most definitely. Okay, I have to ask you this, Wolf. Though, what's that? Uh, Christmas Christmas playlist. What 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 what's the first song you need to hear to 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 always put you in the Christmas spirit as far as a Christmas song? Oh man, you know there there's a number of them. Away in a manger. Uh, what is that song? Um, I can't remember the words. Jeepers. Jingle Bells, you know, Frosty the no, Snowman, all those. Well, is there a specific artist version of those songs? No, you, you know, to? I can't say. I just, Christmas music, you just, just when, when you, just you play it, it just, yeah, it just flows over you, man. I love uh, it. Okay. Yeah, Silent you know? Night by the Temptations. Oh, Silent Night. That's hear, a great I gotta, one. I got to hear that one. See, that, that, you, that, you, that, that's you are one of these guys. You, you got that, that playlist thing and everything going on. I'm kind of one of those Absolutely. guys who just kind of bounce around or whatever comes along. But yeah. you know what? That's beautiful. Silent Night. I never heard By the Temptations. That would be good. Oh, you you got you got to turn it on. I mean, hey, they, they 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 kick it up a notch. You know, my daughter my daughters have now finally succumbed to the fact that they have to hear this song when daddy's in the car and ah. That that just sets the tone. I mean, obviously it's that um, you know, there's um what was it? Jackson Five Christmas. I, like I'm a Motown kid. Okay. My mom's from Detroit. All right. So, so you got I that mean, Motown so thing. I, I have a huge Motown library mixture of Christmas lists. So mean, you're Bobby a Colbert Maria, guy. Kevin Colbert's yeah, a big Warner. you know, Motown guy. Yeah. Motown guy, yeah, you know. I mean, so so Kevin and I have definitely gone back and forth about some of our Motown hits. Yes. Um and classics. But uh, but yeah, no, I I have to hear that. I just figured I'd ask because I was like, you know what? Because we're not going to do the show tomorrow. It's Christmas Eve. You know, I was be- I was begging Ninja Jacob to play some Christmas tunes or at least some <laughs> melodies. Um, and since we're not working tomorrow, I, I I can't harass him about it. So I figured I was like, let me just ask Wolf before the end of the show. That's a great that's a great ask. And there's so many. You know, one of the things um, I always like Bing Crosby's. You know, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. That was a good one, you know, day. Um, I will never forget as when I was in I was between ten and twelve going over to my grandma Palmer's in Blaisdell, New York, which is next to Orchard Park and you know, western New York, and we would go there for Christmas Eve. And it was uh, usual as usual in Buffalo. It was a heavy snowfall and we're making our way over. And as we got to um Blaisdell, which is a small town, you we stopped because my my dad heard 
the church bells ringing, and it was such a beautiful, wonderful Christmassy type feel. You know, you got the snow falling, got my brothers and sisters, you know, Ron is, you know, about half my size, you know, and, and <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it, and it was just great. You know, it was just family and those warm memories that just stay with you throughout, you know, your life. It's, it was a beautiful moment. Yeah, no, I mean, and and there are, there are moments, you know. I, I can remember the first time I took my kids out to a Zoo Lights. Oh um, yeah, and their strollers, and they had their little little bunny but bun, bunny like hats on, <laughs> uh, you know, because they had little pom poms on each side. It wasn't a single pom pom on the knit cap; it was double pom. So they looked like I called them little bunnies. Yes, um, you know, I can remember. You know, Christmas experience, we have this little, we have drive-through, like Christmas tunnels and stuff the first time, and then you kind of tune the radio station to it, and it, and the lights play almost, you know. Kind oh, of like how cool is that? Yeah. Themed, now there's one, trans, the yeah, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. That's pretty good. That That's dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, it's very dynamic. I mean, that, that that's one, of, it gives me my Carmina Barana type feels. You know, a lot, 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 lot of percussion deep in, right. in, in, inlaid with it, within a lot of the movements. Um, so yeah, so I mean, so like, those are the things I, I think about, you know, my daughter's first Christmas, my first Christmas with my wife. Yeah. Um, and we have, and so my mom came, she got here Monday and so my mom's looking at the Christmas tree and she's looking at it. She's like, where did you guys get out? I said, mom, I said, mom, we've collected these ornaments over like the last 12 years of marriage and plus a year of engagement. I'm like, we've been collecting these ornaments for 13 years and then we've had kids. I was like, she's like, oh my god, it's just good. Time flies when you're having fun. And he's like, I didn't realize there's so many because you know we don't get the traditional like, oh my gosh, we have to do a theme color for the entire tree. No, everywhere we go, we usually collect an ornament uh, from a lot of places, and then we add it to the tree every year. Right. And so yeah, we, we're definitely starting to run thin on uh, on, on tree space, <laughs> but uh, but we're definitely plentiful in in the ornament category. Very good indeed. Well, let's bring up our last caller of the day, and we're going to bring in CR from Chicago. CR, welcome to the locker room. Merry Christmas to you, brother. Hello, CR. You there, bud? Oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm ready. Man. All right. All right. There he is. Come ahead, buddy. Oh, I don't know. Uh, okay, well, uh, uh, <laughs> you caught me off guard. Hey, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and all that. A little bit of background. Hey, we got uh, one call yesterday, six calls this week, 254 calls this year. Hey, what's going on, guys, is that, okay, um, you need to, uh, because of you can't hear uh, when uh, the other radio stations, so I have to put the phone on two stations. I got you guys in the background, and it's a delayed, and because yeah. of the delay, that's why it doesn't work out that way. But, uh, hey, it's great, man. I got so much stuff to talk about. First of all, I'm running solo because Juan had something very important he had to do. Okay, well, tell me Merry Christmas. Me, but, yeah, well, he said the same thing to all you guys. Okay, and uh, cool. as far as, as what's going on, i got to start off with, with Sarcastic Sword. Uh, the stuff that he said this morning, uh, it's just, uh, you know, he's right on time, man, as far as, you know, not waiting until the fourth quarter, getting the job right. done now. So I found that to be very exciting. Uh, two shout-outs to Maureen and Ray. This is their first time calling this year anyway. And uh, you was talking about uh, what am I thankful for. Well, first and foremost, I'm thankful I've been kicking Amen. at 76 years old and have solid mind, body, and spirit. Well, we'll uh, be I'm the judge of the solid mind. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 Max, 
Max, you see what I got to put up with? I've been putting <laughs> yeah, up with this look. Max for like five years, man. You know? Yeah. And uh, listen, I'm going to cry. It's breaking it go, my it heart. Go, it, goes, it goes unsung. It goes unnoticed. You know, it's yeoman's work you're putting in, CR. I just want to let you know that. But I, I'm here to shoulder hey, the load. I'm that, here to shoulder the load. <laughs> you got that right. And I really appreciate I really appreciate what the lady said about you. I can't, uh, Maureen, I think that was her name. Uh, she's right on time, brother. You you do bring a lot to, to the to the program. And Whoop, you were about to say that uh, there was a bunch of people that they had to choose from, and they chose Max. And uh, I think um, I, I don't think they could have been a, a better job. I think one of I the glues agree. to that. I think one of the glues to that is all three of you guys were awesome. So you got a connection that other people wouldn't have. Comment. Well, the biggest thing about it is. Um, Tunch and I were both fans of Max when he played. And there was a brotherhood that exists with the offensive line. And there is this uh, copacetic personality that occurs. And I know, as I said before, <laughs> Tunch loved Max, thought the world of Max, as do I. And it was just a great choice by the people who uh, are in the decision-making business to bring him aboard because he's obviously a gifted, talented communicator uh, and a guy that uh, knows the game inside and out. So what's not to like? We both eat big. I mean, hey, here you go. That is true. Yeah. I, I also well, hey, subscribe they, to the same buffets. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Hey, they, they needed somebody to keep you afloat, Wolf. I'm telling you, brother. Yep. You, you my man. I got, I got mad love for you. Uh, the other thing I want to be thankful for is right now, man, I'm sitting in the same house uh, at, uh, with my cousin, who is also 76, in the same house where I went to the 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth grade. And uh, uh, outside of Wilmington, North Carolina, back in the, in the mid '50s and wow. the early '60s, so to be sitting here and to be thinking about because out of that whole family, it's only two of us left. Wow, so that's, that's a blessing, and that is a blessing. something to be thankful for. Yes, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. And uh, you, Absolutely. you, you were also, you were also asking about a favorite song. So here's not here's mine right now. Okay. Curtis Blow. Christmas rap. Max, are you into that? Oh, yeah. No no question about it. Yes, Christmas rap is that is on the rotation as well. So, no, I can appreciate that one. You know, obviously, uh, Christmas and Hollis, another another fave of mine by Run DMC. Oh, yeah, you yeah, gotta, yeah, gotta, yeah. Yeah, you got to hit into the hip-hop Christmas, too. But it always starts with Motown. Yeah. Motown sets the tone. Well, I will say this. When you got okay. Bruce Springsteen. And when he does his uh, jingle bells, that that's pretty good. Yeah, that's good stuff too. So. Yeah, you know, the, but, the but, but that that Christmas that Christmas rap song for the time it came, it's still it's just as popular today as it was the day when it came out. And whenever I hear it, it just takes me back to yesterday and brings me up to the day. So, um, hey guys, it's it's, it's wonderful. Uh, probably got some other people that want to get. We're in gonna, there, but yeah, we gotta go, brother. Guys. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, and in between time, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Thank you, CR. We appreciate you so Thanks, much. CR. Merry Christmas As to you always. and folks. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all the folks out here coming in the locker room. We appreciate you. Remember, it is the birth of Jesus. It is the birth of hope, the birth of uh, transformation and eternal life. We appreciate you coming in. Max, have a Merry Christmas, my friend. I'm going to be seeing you, God willing, this weekend. Uh, you know, and uh, I hope you and yours had just have a tremendous Christmas. 
Uh, I, and, and Merry Christmas and, and holiday wishes to you as well. To the to the to the Wolfley Clan. I almost said Wu Fang Clan because that's what your brother that, says. That's what it is, uh, the Wu Fang <laughs> Clan. Yes, it is the Wu Fang Clan. And um, you know, and just just you know, for all of our listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in, giving yes. us life, calling in. We love it when you call in. And uh, we can converse with you because we know Steelers Nations is worldwide. We can't even say nationwide. Right. You know, it, it, it's worldwide, and we appreciate you calling from all over and uh, and joining us for these two hours every day uh, during the work week. So we appreciate you, and happy holidays to all of you. All right. For Max, for myself, for Jacob and the Ninjas, Merry Christmas, everybody, and we'll see you on Monday.